Good morning, this is attorney Vince Davis. This is Get Your Kids Back Now. The show is dedicated to keeping families together and to fighting the tyranny of CPS and DCFS social workers. A secondary purpose of the show is to educate parents and relatives or to at least show them where to get the necessary information for their fight. The final purpose of the show is to remind the people that change can be effectuated at the ballot box at the state and federal levels. Let us unite, vote, and elect those who will make the necessary changes. Good morning, all. We have a show today, and I'm going to be talking about uh, some requests that have been made um, via email to us. And I'm going to be talking about uh, suing the social worker and the counties. There. In my opinion, there's been an explosion of litigation against social workers and the cases that I'm involved in, rightfully so, in my opinion. Um, and, and I'm not saying that all social workers are bad. It's the problem becomes is that social workers have a lot of power and power corrupts uh, some individuals. And there are people calling me more and more to bring lawsuits against the social workers. So today I want to talk about uh, the 4th and 14th Amendments uh, regarding parents and children. And I want to remind people that those claims, those federal claims, are separate from state law claims, for example, under California law, or for example, under Arizona law, or for example, under New York law. Um, The federal law is known as 1983, uh, the official citation and you can Google this, is 42 U.S.C. 1980, section 1983. That's a federal law that uh, protects individuals from government uh, violations of their civil rights nationwide. Uh, generally, cases against social workers come up in three or four areas. The first one is where the government violates the uh, Fourth Amendment. And that happens when they take your children uh, without a warrant. And there have been many lawsuits brought by, you know, very well-known lawyers in uh, California and in other states about taking children without a warrant. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals has held that taking a child without a warrant, unless there's an emergency circumstance, is a violation of your constitutional rights. So generally those peop- those types of violations are called unwarranted seizures. Sometimes the violation comes where they do have a warrant, but it was based upon false accusations. And I mean knowingly false accusations. The next type of claim that comes up in cases is where the social worker has uh, not been truthful with the judge. For example, in juvenile court or when getting a warrant, the social worker swears in a report or testifies on the stand to facts that just simply aren't true or facts that are exaggerated. And they are misleading the court and, and are violating the civil rights of the parents and the children. The next type of case that I see commonly um, when you want to sue CPS 
is where your child is injured in foster care or where the child has been injured in foster care um, because there is a duty um, to protect children that are placed in foster care. So many times I get cases, and we have these types of cases now, where children have been physically, emotionally, or sexually abused while in foster care. And um, those cases happen too many, uh, or they just happen too much. And I know, I get the impression that in the juvenile court, sometimes um, I get the impression social workers try not to mention those injuries to children, to the judge, and they don't put it in the report. And um, because judges are always mindful about the children that they are responsible for, they want to make sure that the children aren't injured. In Los Angeles County, um, it's so prevalent that the Los Angeles County Bar Association has a special panel of lawyers that uh, represent children who are injured in foster care. And also in, in the state of California, there's a foster care fund um, where you can uh, go to to get compensation uh, in case that the uh, foster parent who does the uh, tortious act um, doesn't have money to satisfy any particular settlement or judgment. And I said there was a three or four types of claims. The fourth type of claim, and, and we file this in every case, and I've had people tell me, uh, other lawyers, uh, some judges, that these types of claims are called Monell claims, or sometimes difficult to uh, prove. And a Monell claim is where the county or governmental agency ha has a, a custom or a practice or a policy or some type of training that is uh, violative of your constitutional rights. For example, um, I was involved in a case a few years ago where, although the social worker didn't testify to this at the deposition, the, the sense that I got was that sometimes social workers exaggerate things to make sure they win the case or to make sure um, what they're doing is justified. I was just involved in a case up in Yolo County and I had a witness, an outside witness, um, who would testify that a conversation between she and the social worker um, didn't take place as the social worker wrote in the report. And the only thing that I could surmise was that the social worker said that to strengthen the case of removing the children and keeping the children removed. Um, so that's the type of thing that sometimes I get the sense that there's some type of unwritten policy or practice among social workers to sometimes exaggerate or even twist what you say. Many years ago, it, you know, social workers claimed they couldn't uh, video or audio tape your conversations with them because it was too expensive. But nowadays, everyone has a smartphone and it's very easy to tape a conversation between parent and the social worker. And I'm not sure why that's not done more often. In California, I should say, it is illegal to uh, tape someone uh, who doesn't know that they're being taped. It's actually a misdemeanor. And unless it falls under a few circumstances, uh, that tape-recorded conversation is not even admissible in court. Um, so those are the different ways that 
you can sue a social worker. There are three or four basic ways to sue the social worker in the county. And I sometimes jokingly or half seriously tell attorneys all the time, you know, in every juvenile dependency case or CPS case, there probably is some types of civil rights violation. Now, it may not be a million dollar or a $10 million violation, maybe it's a, you know, a $10,000 or $50,000 violation, but generally you can always find something that has been done incorrectly in the case. There are a lot of things that happen in cases where the social worker, for whatever reason, doesn't follow the code or the law. For example, here's one that happens um, quite frequently. Uh, Your children are detained from you and for whatever reason, the hearing is not going to be 48 up to 72 hours later. And the code says that you are supposed to have a visit uh, with your child once the child is taken away from you, at least one. In a lot of cases, people come to me all the time and tell me, Mr. Davis, I, I didn't get that visit, and I'm wondering what's happening to my child or children, and I know my children are wondering what's happening to me. You know, if we reverse roles and put ourselves in these children's uh, position, it's a traumatic thing to be taken away from your parent and placed with strangers. I mean, I can't even imagine it for most children, especially children of tender years. You know, child's three, four years old, up to seven or eight, they're taken by a stranger, placed with strangers, and they can't see or talk to their parent. Um, I'm not sure that that is doing what's best for children. Thank you.